Hello and welcome to the Reality Blows podcast. My name is Nick Maritata. I'm Ashley Burke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television, sort of. That it is, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, this podcast, we are going to have a lot of fun. A little bit later, we dove into a uh, reality show we didn't even know was a, a thing. Yeah, uh, Disney's fairy tale wedding. Yeah, and we actually we got kind of duped. We'll talk about it later. But uh, first, Ashley had a, a crazy week. She wants to talk a little bit about it. I haven't seen her for what? Feels like seven days. It's been about five minutes. Oh, all right. It hasn't been a crazy week. I don't know if I'd use that. Listen, I had nothing else to say. I was doing some classic radio setups. But yeah, if you it was think good. It, should I, I do had it again? A week. I had a week. Should I, should I retake it? No. Oh, okay, okay. Just let it flow, baby. All right, all right, let's you gotta flow. relax let's flow. a little bit. Let's flow. Let it flow. So um this week, uh two days ago was the first day of fall, September twenty second. I wrote all about how to dominate fall. Um, and you can find that in my newsletter at ashleybrookroberts.com. It's called Ashley Explains It All. That means... Damn, a personal plug right up front that yeah. doesn't even help our podcast That's out? That's right. That's, That's raw right. as shit. Yeah, I'm a bad bitch, <laughs> and I'm here to tell you how to dominate the fall season. Well, if uh, we're if, if it is the season, tis the season then, because uh, I am selling Tupperware um, on my uh, Etsy, in my Etsy store. Um, I have put stickers. God, you and- guys should see Nick. He's he's like he's sweating trying to make this up. He's, his eyes are darting around. He's like, uh, I got Tupperware and stickers and. Uh, Listen, it's been a long time since level one UCB class. Yeah, well, that means your improv skills are rusty. But you know what are, is not rusty? The full moon. That's tonight. That's right. Today's September twenty fourth. We got a harvest moon. Get out your crystals. Get out your genitals. It's time to recharge everything, folks. Are you working for the moon now? I'm like, what, what's happening here? I'm just gonna put it's it's full moon tonight. I want people to know and to know it's a it's important uh, electric day. Listen, before not to bring uh, uh, remove the curtain, um, unveil the preparation process, but. Before the podcast, you were like, oh, I want to talk about fall. It Was it just for a plug for a thing? You're like, I got this great thing to talk about. Uh, it has to do with fall. Yeah. And I'm like, great. And you're like, guys, I'm, I have a thing that I wrote about fall. Go check that I out. I want people to read what I wrote. Well, you know, to your credit, uh, your newsletter is very funny, very charming, and you should sign up for it if you're one of our fans because it's, uh, what does it come out, about a month? Yeah, it comes month? out once a month. It has all my show dates. It has important show dates um, and like general life stuff, but it's more just a humor piece. It's I like a to humor write piece. once a month. I write my own little humor piece once a month. I publish it myself. Take that, McSweeney's. Yeah, McSweeney's. You're not paying your writers. So, all right. So the moon's coming out. You want everybody to disrobe for some reason. Why? Um, they might pay their writers, actually, McSweeney's now. Anyway, um, I don't want them to disrobe. I just think it's good to know when it's a full moon. You know, a lot of ladies are synced up. A lot of ladies got a moon cycle going on. So they might, today might be the first day of their uh, period. Um, what else is going on? The world could be acting crazy. I don't know. I always get tense on full moons. How do you feel? Don't notice them. Really? I don't notice them until, until I make a mistake and you look up in the sky and go, oh, it's a full moon. <laughs> so that's always how I find out something has gone wrong. You do something wrong, and then you look up in the sky and realize it's a full moon, and then all is well. I always feel really restless, um, and I get just anxious on full moons. Which I'm realizing I have a mixer to go to tonight. What? Yeah, I got a mixer, um, and that's how it's being billed. 
Um, with you can the, be uh, my plus w- one if you'd like. No way. With the uh, <laughs> Alpha Alpha Kai's and the Omega p- Poops. Oh, is that like a sorority? I just seem like that's like what a mixer usually is. is oh, that like, makes sense. I see how your brain went there. It's for the Writers Guild. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a the, Writers Guild the, mixer. The biggest sorority. The biggest sorority. I of assume all time. it's more a fraternity, knowing Hollywood. It's all men, folks. Um, yeah, it's a Writers Guild mixer on the East Coast, and it's interesting because I have. What is the Writers Guild? I, 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 I assume people know what it is, but they may not know what the Writers Guild is. That's a good point. Is so, this boring, Nas? <laughs> is this, um, is this interesting to our listeners? If you write for television for a certain amount of time, um, or if you write for television for a certain amount of money, and it is a union job, then you will get, um, you will be, you will be forced to join the writers guild you do have to join it if you are working a union job but i'm i love it i'm happy that i have to i had to join it because the health insurance is great and you have like people who are actually looking out for your rights like they have tracked down past employers for me and gotten residuals from jobs i've done um this is not a plug for unions but i will say that the writers guild am i explaining this yes i, I don't you, know oh, if too I much am. I, oh, I thought you were gonna say too much if you work it, but it's, it's interesting because with reality television that's not a that's not a union job most of the time um, reality television is sort of below board, so it's not it's not SAG uh, talent. That's how they get away with Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, so it costs a lot of money to make a television show, folks. Like a shocking amount of money to make a television show, and a lot of that has to do with employing union. Not a lot of it, but a good amount of it has to do with employing union talent. So the SAG talent, your actors. Hey, do you think the uh, Carpenters Union has mixers? The writers get. I bet the. I bet the. Um, like electronic. The uh, <laughs> the electronic the ele- union. You know the guys who do lights. Electronics. Um. The, the guys who I make CD players. They have a called. union. So, Separate from the guys who make DVD players, they have their own union. One of the reasons why you see so much reality television in uh, on television is because there's been different strikes. And during the strikes, you can't make a television show with union workers. So you employ um, non-writers guild writers and you call them uh, producers. And then they write storylines for your reality show. And you employ um, non-SAG actors and you call them reality stars. And they are your talent and so you're not having to pay union dues you're skirting the system folks yeah that's why reality shows are cheap to make and honestly so fun to watch yeah so fun so but i'm finding it interesting this goes back to the full moon because i have not been drinking for like a week i've been taking a um some time off of alcohol just because as a comedian you get paid in alcohol every night you go to your show and you get drink tickets and it is a very it's a i love it personally i think it's great but after years of that you kind of need like to take little breaks off where you're like okay for this amount of time i'm not gonna drink so i'm like in a little bit of a break but i'm feeling pretty antsy because of the full moon i'm going to a mixer tonight so we'll see what happens oh man you might turn into a fucking werewolf man a sober ass werewolf i might turn into a loser (laughs) um well back into Mm. um so i mean we do have a little bit of uh i didn't want to talk about this on the podcast but what we have a little bit of a development. 
going on in, in a past storyline of this show. Wait a minute. Are you going to talk about the thing that you told me we couldn't talk about? Yeah. Wow. What Let, changed? Well, your seven-minute discussion uh, explanation <laughs> of what unions were uh, made me think we might need to pump up the entertainment. <laughs> so, um, yes, we have a friend. Um, let's keep the friend's name off of this. Not, yeah. not, not that the friend shouldn't be named, but... I, the friend is in in a is doing some sort of uh, work with the person we're about to talk about, and who knows? Maybe that's not supposed to be mentioned yet. The point is, is that the story of um, the one picture, you know, that that ruined my life. One take, Nick. They is call what it I the, call him the now. shot heard around the world. Yeah, when Nick took one picture of me and Tori Deal, one picture. He took one picture, folks, of me and Tori Deal. One picture. That story got back to Tori Deal, and a couple of days later, I got a text with Tori's number saying, like, she'd love to come on the pod, talk about it. So now we are... That is not what the text said. What did it say? The text was like, she, uh, she's in, um, she might be interested. Call her. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it wasn't like, here's her number. She's in. Send her a date. <laughs> Um, yeah, I so, think that's not true. I think this is interesting. This is a, a little window to the way Nick and I's mind and work. I'll tell you what. Because I get excited, and then he downplays things. Let's pause it real quick, and we'll look at the text. Okay. And you guys won't even know that we were gone. What does the text say? Tori says, hit her up about doing your pod. Her number is bloopity bloopity bleeps. All right. Well, so it's the middle of the line the between we'll the two. The yeah. It wasn't a guarantee, but the pod was mentioned. Okay. The pod was mentioned. Hit her up about doing the pod. That um, sounds like she's into it. Now, here's here's something fun. Uh, we could just say this. Um, I, you, we'll start with you. Yeah. You were like, oh, my God. Let's, how are we, let's I'm set so this up. pumped. I'm like, uh, literally, I got that text. I'm on the treadmill. I'm trying to run. And um, I was like, I'm going to text Tori Deal right now. And then I was like, you know what? Let me talk to Nick first. So um, I talked to Nick after the gym. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, where should we do it? I'm just so pumped that Tori is even considering being on the podcast. Would love to talk to her. Uh, especially would love to take another fucking picture. Mm, yeah. And I said, I don't know if I, I don't think I want to have Nick her Nick immediately the show. was like, I'm out. Yeah. I feel odd about it for many reasons. Number one. I don't want to fly too close to the sun. To be a, a, a super fan of a television show and then to have it come so close to you, um, I don't want it to ruin things. You know, I want to protect my favorite show, which is the challenge. Number two. Number two. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? Have her come to our apartment? Yeah, we, she'd we, hang out with Lily. She'd love it in here. We basically live in, like, you know, a volcano. Like, this place is, like, not for super famous talented people what just for us yeah, get the fuck out what? <laughs> get out i'm just saying you know who knows i don't want tori to see my refrigerator i mean there's nothing wrong with it but don't be ashamed you don't she's not better than anybody she's better than us no she's not I, we saw her in person we were next to her we have photo <laughs> proof <laughs> that she's better than at least one person <laughs> in this room how dare you um, yeah also what was fun was ashley posted that picture you guys can find it on her instagram i think right or uh, you twitter? can find it on our reality blows twitter feed it's reality blows pod on yeah, twitter yeah so check that out if you want to know what we're talking about um but 
you know, it's it was sort of cropped in and all that stuff. Last night we took we I I re looked at the picture and Ashley's thing, and I don't think Ashley realized that if you just pop in the old edit thing, you can revert back to the original picture. This monster reverted back to the original picture. You guys, I had cropped it to make it look as good as it possibly could. <laughs> Nick reverted it. To all the boob sweat glory. Well, because I think now that this story is developing, you know, that I think we might need the full picture now you, just to do something. like, Babe, lo- the crop picture is bad enough. We're going to no make a documentary about that. this. We're going to make a documentary about this, okay? What I'm saying is like Tori Deal would be fun. She'd be, she'd come here. It would be cool. And she would be cool. And I'm not worried about what she thinks about what's in our fridge. Like, Well, she's not going to be in our fridge. Yeah, she can get in our <laughs> fridge and no then way. hang out there. I'm worried about what's in our fridge. You need to not be so worried, babe. It'll be cool. Nick, you, it's not you know, be this cool. is the thing that's what interesting. What are we going to talk to this her about? This is what's interesting about you. Is that on the one hand, you're like, I don't want to be a fan. Like, I I, I don't want people, I, you know, I'm a creator. I don't want to, like, act like a fan or anything. But you're doing the ultimate fan move, which is being like, she's above me. She can't come here and see how I live. Yeah. Where I'm like, I feel like she's a peer. I feel like she can just come and no, be here. No, not her. Anybody but her. She can't come here. You guys, we're going to have Tori deal on the podcast. What? And Nick's just going to have to deal with it. Listen. Oh, I got a Tori deal with it? Yeah, you got a Tori deal with it. Now, how come Tori hasn't taken that as like her Tony time? Where she's just like, oh yeah, guys, deal with it. Because she's not that corny. What? Tony time is, Tony's not corny. Tony is corny as fuck. He's the coolest guy I've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Tony, I don't think I'd have at the house. What? Tony would be over here hanging out, smoking cigs on our roof. <laughs> uh, smoke break. Um, so something that I uh, did this week is I crushed an entire season of a television show, not a reality show. But it's kind of based around reality stuff. It's American Vandal season two. Ashley got very upset. I can't believe you did when this When she found me. out that I watched uh, a, sh- a show without her. One show no, I watched without it's her. it's not that it's one show without me. It's that we watched the first season together. And then I came home and you were like, I'm, I started watching the second season. I was saving that to watch with you. Ash, we have too many irons in the fire. We, we can't be watching every show together. And I've been encouraging you. Find a show and watch it on your own. I am. It's called Anne with an E. Is that not over yet? <laughs> no, there's so many shows. There's so many episodes of Anne with an E, and they're all like three hours long. Oh, that's so boring <laughs> to even hear you talk about, let alone watch. Now, American Vandal, if you guys don't know what it is, it's a uh, program. Don't tell them. That is on Netflix. How and, dare you? Uh, it is a mockumentary you. Uh, based around like um, true crime documentaries Uh that are sort of popular right now, like Staircase and Making a Murderer and Serial, if you will. So um, it's really good. The second season's really, really good. I won't spoil anything, mostly because Ashley's in the room. She has Second season better than the first? I don't really remember the first season that much. I don't, oh. I, I don't remember how it, Funny, how I it do. played out. I remember, Funny, it, I, I remember enjoying it a lot. Mm. Um, this season, uh, I think once again, they did a really good job of finding somebody to play like their characters, where they're just really interesting characters that seem mm. real, but are also very funny. Um, and they did a really good How job. Dare you. There are some funny, there are some very funny things. It's, I can't it's believe incredibly you watched it and brought it up on our podcast. You might not like it. It's incredibly scatological. You have to, and this is a spoiler for just like the first eight seconds of the thing, but the entire show is unraveling this mystery and there's twists and turns and there's a lot more to uncover. 
But it's about somebody who puts laxatives. In, I know. In like, I saw the trailer. The amount of tell the audience though you started and I interrupted you because I'm better. The you're better or bitter. Bitter. The uh, well, you get a someone get, put laxatives in uh, the school cafeteria in, in, the, in the lemonade in this cafeteria yeah. and the entire school has violent diarrhea all over the school and it's uh you're just watching people have diarrhea uh and it's like i know that if my mom watched this show but she might she has netflix she watches a lot of stuff like my mom can't handle any sort of of that sort of stuff like she has a quick uh, reflex to sort of get nauseous on stuff. And I imagine my mom would be like doing a lot of bleh stuff while she's watching this. There's lots of insane duty stuff that's going on. And it keeps happening throughout the entire series. Mm. But very funny. Um, and also they did a great job mm. of making it real um, to what like a high school would be like. I mean, the, the realism with because there's a lot of secondary stories about that revolve around sort of online bullying and catfishing. And they do a better job. I feel like the last season was a little antiquated. It kind of felt like what it was like to be a high schooler like in 2003. Yeah. And this season really made it feel like, oh, this is how kids get tormented 100% in school. And yeah. then that's why they do the things that they do. So uh, they did a great job. And the guy who plays the main character, um, whatever, so-and-so McLean, his last name is McLean. Um, so funny, so weird, such a good take on a high schooler. I enjoyed it. God, I'm so mad that you brought this up on our podcast. It's not reality television. It's a show that we were supposed to watch together. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes we talk about other things. You know, like when you were talking about the fucking moon. <laughs> So, uh, you know, that's my mood. <laughs> One thing Nick and I did do together this week is that we went to the famed San Gennaro. Yeah, you don't even know how it's said. Gennaro? You shouldn't. You ain't no friggin' Italian. You never <laughs> be a friggin' Italian. You're from friggin' North Carolina, wherever the fuck that is. <laughs> I like the guy who says friggin' eight times to lead up to a fuck. Um, so, yeah, we went to the San Gennaro Festival in, um, in Little Italy in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Ashley and uh, uh, I and a group of friends went. And, boy, that was intense. It was so fun, you guys. Um, it happens once a year. I don't – it's for a saint, I guess. San Gennaro. He's a saint. I don't know. I don't really I don't know, know what it is. But, but what it is, it, it's the New York Italian Food Festival. It's a street fair. It's a street fair. You know, they got lots of food. But not only do they have food, they have rides. They have games. They have live music. Definitely Nick's favorite part. The music was dope. Um, they had like three uh, ladies sort of singing standards. Not standards. Maybe just classic tunes. I think standards is the right word. Top 40 uh, from the 60s, 70s, 80s. It's and raining even today. men, that sort of thing. Um, they were so great, though, these, these women. They were performing for ancient people ancient italian people yeah um big group of people though yeah uh, they, at least 250 yeah there was a lot of people there watching and they were they were really great i mean they weren't the best singers in the world but i really enjoy sort of hokey showmanship yeah and i mean if you watched it you would think that these were people testing out characters for an snl ske sketch yeah. that that would be a runner through an entire season their in between song chatter was spectacular uh, their stage banter is what yeah. that's called in between in between song chatter <laughs> their stage banter was <laughs> was prepared and it was really fun i i i was i want floored. a funnel cake i want a fried oreo someone give me a shot of tequila and then boom you know uh, somebody hits hits the kick drum 
yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I love the the best point. You weren't there for this yet. You were doing something else. Ferris you, wheel. You Ferris wheel. I walked over there and I uh, uh, they uh, they had just sung a song and they were like. Whoever they were singing, uh, like whatever tune they were covering, they were like, oh, give it up for so and so. You know, I was with, uh, I actually was with some, we were with so and so's uh, sister, Jackie, in Bristol, Connecticut, did a show to, did a show over there. Anybody there? Anybody from Bristol? No one from Bristol? Okay, let's, and then they just went into the next song, and I thought that was really fun. <laughs> I was like, boy, these people are like, are they really like, did they really think people were going to be like, yeah, Bristol? I realized later they thought it was funny. To do that, and that made me like them more oh. because they knew no one was going to be from Bristol. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and they're so in downtown Manhattan, and it was just a very—that's a note you'd hit if you were doing a character on a sketch show or something. Yeah, and um, guys, San Gennaro Fest—it's over now. It happens every year, though. Go and eat some Italian food, okay? That's all. Least, I, that's what I be, I beg of you. Or eat, at least eat Italian uh, food. At least book this band for your parents' uh, uh, anniversary. They're called the Chicklets. The Chicklets, guys. Big plug, big plug for the chiclets. Anybody here see the chiclets? No? I ate a okay. bunch of nasty food. Um, What'd you eat? I I got to the festival so hungry. I start I my food plan was wrong. I should have come and walked around and then chosen things slowly. But I was so hungry, I just started kind of eating what I saw first. And also, I'll say the food got better and better as you went down, um, as you went south along what street were we on and it's the same thing if you Mulberry. go to italy guys same thing if you go to italy Food walk gets south better as you go south i don't know that that's true um i will say that the first part of mulberry street the the north part that we were on was just your basic street food you know chicken fingers mozzarella sticks um that's where i got my first thing which was some curly fries because i don't eat meat well no 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 Let's see. You know, you don't eat meat, but to sum it up, you just eat fries. I just eat carbs. <laughs> You're just, you just like French fries. I'm looking to eat French fries. Nick has kind of put me on a no French fry diet, so I've stopped <laughs> ordering French fries when we go out. But this felt like, you know, I we put you on a diet. I don't want anybody thinking I'm putting you on a diet. You, you are monitoring my French fry intake. True or false? True, because <laughs> we are talking about possible ways to make healthy choices. I'm trying to lose 10 pounds, y'all. I'm desperate. I'm always trying to figure out like a, a, a combination of things to cut out of my diet in order to make it easier for me to lose weight and upon Nick my journey crack listen, the code first of all i lost a hundred fucking pounds in 2017 yeah. i think i'm allowed to give a little bit of advice i didn't say you here were. and there no 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 this is to our haters <laughs> to give a little bit of advice on like what maybe to steer clear of forever and i think french fries is a big one is a big one because it's one of those things that comes with almost anything, but yeah. you can also sub it out for almost anything. So, yeah. you know, French fries is an easy cutout. Now, is it easy to cut that out? No, not really. But of the things that you can cut out, that's it. That's something that you can be like, let me just do side salad or I'll just get the burger and not do the fries. All that sort of stuff. I will say Nick is 100% right. I do agree with him. But I will say that French fries are probably my biggest weakness. You know, people people have a, a soft spot for ice cream. They keep pints at home. I have a friend. She's always eating Halo Top. You know, I will say ice cream's not an issue for me. French fries are an issue for me. I want to have a pile of French fries about three times a week. That's my that's that's how it makes me feel good in life. 
Um, but I have I have stopped eating French fries. But before we were going to the street fair, Nick and I were talking. And I was like, I'm going to eat some fries. And he was like, you know what, babe? Let loose. We're going to a street fair. Enjoy your life. And so I got some curly fries as soon as I got there. And they were delish. I did really like the curly fries. Um, and then as we walked down, I started seeing like bowls of pasta. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get some pasta. Lots of meatballs being sold. Lots of uh, linguine and clams in bowls. Um, I just wanted to get some basic, you know, penne vodka. Uh, is that what it is? Penne and vodka sauce? Penny vodka. Penny? Penny vodka. Penne? Penny vodka. Joan Benet Ramsey? Penny vodka. I wanted some of that, but then I came across something that Nick was like so excited to see and he couldn't have it because he's not eating bread. Um, so I was like, well, I'll eat it for us. And I, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's basically like that always works, though. When you say you're eating it for us. Yeah, that's good. It was basically like two pieces of cornbread with mozzarella in the it middle. It was a grilled cheese, mozzarella cheese, but the bread was cornbread. And it smells great. And they have them at most of the street festivals in Manhattan. As yeah. a matter of fact, walking around Manhattan yesterday, there was just one of those basic ass uh, food festivals where they also sell a bunch of cheap sunglasses and handbags. No rides. And, and no rides. Just an Avenue Street Festival. Yep. yep. Uh, down 8th Avenue yesterday. And guess what I saw? The Mozzarepa place. Mozzarepa. It's, it's called Mozzarepa. Yeah. And um, I always see it. And when I walk by it, I'm always like, boy, I... I would probably like to eat 45 of those, and then I've never had one. And so Ashley got one. Um, past guest Julia Johns also got one. And what what is your review on the mozzarella? Eh, I'll never get it again. Are you fucking kidding me? No, it looks never so get it good. Again. Why? It is not that great. First off, first off, it's, a grilled cheese with mozzarella cheese and cornbread. Yeah, it's not that great. Okay, because first off, um, it's so hot. That you have to wait for it to cool a little bit. You yeah. can't really, and and you have to wait for it to cool quite some time. And while you're waiting for it to cool, the mozzarella is is sliding down to the bottom. Delish, it's not delish. It's not sticking to the bread like a traditional grilled cheese. Um, the flavor combo wasn't that great. Um, it wasn't. What if that was a cheddar? It might be better. Mm. It might be better with the cheddar. Cheddar makes it better. Uh, and it's also you're walking down a street festival with hot dripping cheese. I have yeah, grease you stains and everybody else all over my shirt that will never come out. Cheese grease stains. It's a bad street fair yeah. food, and the flavor was fine. I was not blown away. I would rather have had penne pasta and vodka sauce. Okay, pen penne. I can't remember now. Why do you have to penny? say penne? I just say penny penny vodka. I would rather have had that. Um. Well, you know, I ate two different meats on a stick. <laughs> I just had this I just had this huh? like message in my mind that was like, it's time to start talking about the reality shows you watch. You're describing food you ate. Okay, that's the good point. Yeah. All right, guys, when we come back, um, <laughs> should we even come back or should we just jump right into Let's it? Let's come back. Okay. When we come back, we will talk some reality. Hi, folks. We're back. Yeah, that's right. So we uh, watched some reality television. We did. We um, we we watched all of the regular shows. We did not start a new. We hadn't started a new season of a show organically, uh, and then we decided we let's get into something for the podcast. Let's explore a little bit. Let's uh, um, base it off our interest. So I'm really into self help. So we looked forever for a self help reality show, and we found a bunch of shows 
that were not available to us, which was interesting to, to find so many. There's a show called Life Coach Less Ordinary, The Life Coach, Life Coached. There was so many re, uh, self-help reality shows, but the, they weren't on Roku. They weren't on um, the websites. They weren't on the usual channels, which makes me think that self-help podcasts are not that interesting. Self-help reality say, say shows. That again. Say that again. Self-help reality shows are not that interesting. It's not true. L- listen, um, I think something that if I could have found if I, if I could have found it on um, Hulu, uh, w- I think um, a Million Dollar Matchmaker might have been something that could have been fun for us to. Is watch. Is that a self help reality show? Yes, though? because they get people into shape in order to be a good contender of dating a million dollar man. So it would be like a a woman wants to date a millionaire. And this, uh, the host, who's, I uh, forgot her name, but she's um, famed. She's famed, yeah. Um, and uh, she sort of gets, pe- gets like, uh, makes sure she finds the right one for this million million dollar man. Yeah. And she has to kind of groom the, the, the women and get them sort of in, you know, million dollar shape. Interesting. So, I mean, it may not be exactly what you were looking for, but it is sort of matchmaking, but it's also... Changing yourself in order to get a man who has a lot of money doesn't really seem like self-help. I don't know if it's changing yourself. I I think it's more finding the right one. So, I, you know, under that sort of definition, Queer Eye is then a self-help Queer Eye is definitely show. self-help. That's probably the biggest, uh, most high-profile pro- self-help thing. By the way, Carson Kressley and one of the other original Queer Eye guys have a new uh, reality show where they're, like, uh, fixing people's homes up. Oh, I'd love to watch that. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, I was surprised that the more of the original uh, Queer Eye guys... Um, didn't have spinoffs in the light of uh, the uh, resurgence of Queer Eye on Netflix. We need to watch season two of Queer Eye. We've we never finished season that. one. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it clearly didn't grab us in a way. Or we just have way too much shit to we watch. We have so much <laughs> one of the shit two. to watch. So Nick, tell, tell our listeners how you got us to the show that we watched um, that we're going to talk about right now, which I will go ahead and say is Disney Fairy Tale Wedding. So basically... My process was going on Hulu, searching through through uh, networks, and then I go and I search a bunch of networks that have a lot of reality, bouncing around. We know TLC's a dud. I just—it's not a dud. They actually have a ton of shit on there, and I'm—I can't wait to go back to it. Uh, I don't care what you say, but um, I—I uh, I just kind of went through some networks that I don't normally go to when I'm looking for stuff like this. And I went to Freeform. I never watched anything on Freeform. Have you? No, but I know of it. It's very much on my radar. Well, Freeform used to be Fox Family and then turned into ABC Family and now is called Freeform. This was the network that uh, one of my favorite television shows of the last 10 years, Girl Meets World, was on. Oh. Uh, I believe it was still ABC Family. Actually, it could have been Freeform at, at the time when it was happening. So it, I believe it is owned by Disney. Okay. Um, so when we when I searched through there, there was a couple of things uh, that, that were a little interesting. And then lo and behold, Disney's, Disney's fairy tale wedding. wedding. <laughs> Disney's fairy tale weddings. <laughs> um, so we were like, great, let's pop on the first one. I could not have been more excited that Nick found this show because first off, Nick and I big Disney heads, right? 
Yes. Um, second off, Nick and I went to Disney with his family, with his uh, his his father. I was about to say his brother and his sister. His father no, and his da- sister. My dad's a bro. His father and his sister about two years ago. We stayed in the Animal Kingdom. We did all of the... Um, we did all of the tours of all the parks. And what, something that I thought was very fun is every time we were in Magic Kingdom and we would pass Cinderella's Castle was for me to pretend to propose to Nick. And he hated that. He hated mm-hmm. that. Don't do that to me. He Don't you embarrass me. did not like it. But I'll say that going to Disney as an adult with a bunch of adults was got me excited about Disney. It, it, I would say it... It lit a fire under me to love Disney. I, I started getting really into pi- Disney pins, trading pins. Um, and so this was exciting to find this show, Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings, because Nick and I have also talked about possibly eloping in Disney World before. I don't know if we actually talked about that, but what we did see was a lot of people on their um, honeymoon. Mm-hmm. in disney mm-hmm. uh when we went and uh, you, what you do is you you get like these li- uh the 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 groom or the man gets like the mickey ears yeah these, like uh that kind of look like a like kind of like a top hat for a tuxedo yeah and the uh, uh the woman gets like a like a tiara veil thing mm-hmm. mini ears and then you ride all the rides like that and people when you walk around people know that you're like oh honeymooners or just got married or whatever it is yeah and so i think you might get some perks well, the people who, yeah, the, uh, you do get perks, I think. And then the people who get married at the theme park, they come back every year and celebrate their anniversary there. So it's like you, people will be walking around with like 40 years, yeah. like a big light up button that says something like that. Yeah. Uh, so we, I don't know. We're Did not we mar- not talk about getting eloped in Disney? I mean, we, Did I, I make that up? I'm sure you mentioned it. Nick and I have been dating for 45 years, yeah. and we've never gotten married. Not the, once. The subtitle of this podcast is How to Date for Seven Years and Not Get Married. It's this, true. This, <laughs> what, this, you're, you're listening to it, folks. This is the, uh, since episode one has been a, uh, an episode-by-episode breakdown on how not to get married. And we've talked about a possible wedding before, and I would say that the biggest uh, issue with the wedding for us is the Each planning. Each other. Oh, sorry. <laughs> is planning it the idea of having to invite people the figuring out where it. it would be the spending <laughs> the our life together part. um but the idea of disney i've been interested i'm i'm interested in a disney you wedding you just want to go back to disney i and, love disney and, and this is i keep saying this is not the way to do it <laughs> um so yes we we do like disney world uh i mean who doesn't i mean uh, people out there don't and i understand get it because i kind of felt this a couple of times while watching this documentary um well first off it's not a documentary it's a show excuse me but we watched the special that kicked off the show the kickoff special which honestly i'm pissed off that we spent what an hour and 10 minutes watching without commercials it was so long it was really long and it it was an infomercial it was an infomercial to get married at disney it was and that part was a bummer and that was that reminded me of things i don't like about Disney, which is that it ultimately is a giant corporation. It ultimately, when you're a Disney head, you're just basically like you're pledging allegiance to this corporation, which is not something I'm necessarily crazy about. Yeah, but it's better than being like, we love Coca-Cola. We go to every Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? Way better. Way better. Honestly, when you go to Coca-Cola, if you go to a Coca-Cola factory, they probably let you taste a whole bunch of cool Coca-Cola flavors that aren't to the general public. And you probably get to see like really a really cool room, like a bottling room. The thing with Disney is it's like, 
Yes, it's a corporation, but that part of the corporation, all it does is make you feel wonderful. Like yeah. in a uh, way where it's just like, we're going to make you feel like you're in Mexico right now. They're on a, selling in the mountains, a fantasy. Or we're going to make you feel like you're flying in space. Right. And it's like, okay, I'll buy. I'll buy. That's cool for me. That like is make, cool. Make me feel like I, uh, I'm having fun and I'm in. Their corporation is magic. Their corporation is the idea of selling magic, selling an experience Whereas Coca-Cola is selling obesity. So it's a little, You're right. Yeah, it's a little... Di- oh, believe me, Disney seems to be uh, also exporting obesity. If you, if you go to their... <laughs> one of the best parts of this show was that one of the couples getting married, the bride was uh, Disney royalty, quote unquote, because her father was part of the team that brought the turkey leg to Disney. Yeah, so if you've ever been to a... a I, I've, I've only been to Disney World. I've not been to Disneyland. But in Disney World, it's... it. it for a while, and I guess maybe still, it was a big thing, the big turkey leg. You'd go to like a stand, buy a big turkey leg, walk around like a big idiot eating a big turkey leg all day. Yeah. You got this giant turkey leg. Yeah. And I will say, I went to Disneyland last year. They're in Disneyland yes. as well. Great, great. So the turkey leg lives. The turkey leg lives. So um, this, you know, I, I, I want to go to Disney again. Um, I want to go, I really want to go to see Disney, which is in Japan. Yeah, of course. Something I brought up with Nick and... And we might do sometime in the future. Yeah, sure. In 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that when I spend that much money on a trip, it's to go to Disney uh, World Japan. No. We got to just go to Japan. You understand? Like, if we could fi- figure out a Disney trip while we're there, sure. But I just want to go to Japan. <laughs> um, so this show uh, was the kickoff special, as we mentioned. It was hosted by... Um, Two uh, Bachelor alums that yeah. were actually... They were engaged at the time of the filming of this show. And then I did a little digging. And they broke up basically right after this special aired. Yeah. So they... They th- stayed together for the special. They stayed together for the special. It's, it was Ben Higgins and Lauren Bushnell. Yeah. Now, I don't know much about uh, The we're Bachelor. Not, we're not Bachelor people. But, uh, but looking into this, it seemed to be there was a big... Um, response to this couple because just from Googling, this was the season that JoJo was on, the famed JoJo. You've probably heard her name in reality television circles. So JoJo was the girl that Ben skipped over to engage uh, Lauren, to ask Lauren to marry him. So Lauren Bushnell, am I saying that yeah, right? Yeah, I think it? you are. Okay, yes. and Ben Higgins, they, they're engaged and they're hosting this special and it's called Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings. Its original air date was May 7th, 2017. I'm looking into when they broke up. They broke up in like June 2017. They broke up like a month after this happened. Gotta stay together for the special. Gotta get that check, dog. Or maybe um, it was the special that broke them up. Maybe so what, it was the special. So what was basically happening on this show is they just kept showing endless amounts of clips of people engaging and then getting married in Disney, in different p- parts of Disney. There was a couple that got... Um, there were three couples. Yeah. We followed one couple uh, through their wedding, which was on Disney... Um, what's the cruise called, Nick? The Disney Cruise. Oh, okay. So they had they got married on the Disney Cruise. So we followed their whole journey. We followed another couple who uh, the girl was the turkey leg heir. Um, she, her and her husband got married at Disney World. Their decision, they got married in the American Pavilion, and it looked like a conference room. Yeah, it really was like this is uh, Disney's take on a an American Legion. Like it was like, why did you choose you you? So basically, 
she's like, yeah, and we're going to. And then you go inside. It's like a banquet hall. Yeah. They were like the, the way they set this up is they were like, this couple's decided to get married um, in, in Epcot. One of Epcot's famed destinations. And it's something about Disney World is you can get married in any of the cities in Epcot. You can get married in Little Italy. And like they're showing us all these very cool cities. And they were like, this couple chose the American banquet. Yeah, and it American was like, Pavilion. You went to the um, uh, the America part of Epcot, and then you got married in like the place that, like in America, would be like a courthouse that you'd get married in. It looked like, like a Hilton. It, yeah, it was. It the did. Lobby it really looked like a, like the banquet room. Let's just call it the banquet room. It was nicer than the lobby. It was like the it banquet, was the banquet of the Hilton of a Hilton. Yeah, in Disney World, it's like it's like my entire life, I've loved Disney. All I've ever wanted was to meet a man who accept me. And then I did. And when he popped the question, I knew we're going to Disney World. I choose to get married in the uh, uh, One-Eyed Jack's Cantina. It's like, why <laughs> would you spend your entire life wanting this Disney fairy tale wedding and at the end fumble it so badly? Yeah, there's nothing fairy tale-ish at all about the American Pavilion. There's it, nothing magical about it. There's nothing Disney about yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like uh, we decided to get uh, married by the ticketing booth. Like, what? what like, go find Donald Duck's house or something. It was like, you know so what I mean? Bizarre. Like, get married on Space Mountain. Yeah. What What are you doing blowing it that bad? This couple really blew it big time. The, the only thing that I could tell was like Disney clearly was paying for these weddings that they were pro, uh, profiling. And Disney was like, listen, we got a lot of weddings we have to get through on this show. We don't want to blow all our locations. Here's the locations you could choose from. Um, unfortunately, since you're only going to be on the kickoff special, you could choose from this three. Uh, One-Eyed Jack's uh, Chameleon Cantina, uh, the ticketing booth or Epcot America in the uh, banquet hall of the Hilton. And they're like, okay, I guess we'll do that. I guess. Why would she choose that, Ash? I don't know. I really didn't understand it. I didn't under... And she chose it. I, that man who was with her, she he, she was forcing that man to do all these things. I will say this was a very interesting study in couples as well, because this couple in particular, the man just had to do whatever the woman said, and he seemed trapped. Oh, man. Well, first of all, she was like, I've always wanted to get married in Disney. And then he was like, yeah, so that's what we're doing. And she's like, uh, yeah. And then, um, you know, it's I, very important to me that the groom cries. Yeah. Like I kept asking him, are you going to cry? Uh, and then and he's like, she keeps sending me videos of grooms crying. Yeah. And he's like, we'll see. You know what I mean? I'm like, why are you putting pressure on this guy to cry on his wedding? It's in so Disney? weird. Yeah. And then it's not just your experience, and, lady. And then she's like, and you know what? We just decided today we're going to do a choreographed dance to a Bee Gees song and then you got to see like uh, and he was like yeah we we decided I'm that not, I'm not really a good dancer but uh, I, I guess we'll do it and then you get to see like a montage of them trying to learn like a, a Bee Gees dance you know yeah. classic Saturday Night Fever moves all that stuff by the way choreographed dances at weddings by the groom and the bride we're doing it lame we're doing it you, uh, lame unless you really do it to a point where it's just like what the fuck are they even <laughs> like you know i want it to be if it's I a choreographed dance a, i want us to clog <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny i'll do tell you square dancing. my grandma would love if we came out and started clogging we did some irish folk dance oh my god she would love it she would uh, love i know it. how to clog we should clog yeah i'll teach you how to clog um another thing is that i want to know nick if you could get married anywhere in disney world where would it be really yeah um probably the ticketing booth no come on be real parking lot monorail mine would be the swiss family robinson treehouse 
Yeah, I can tell. Because then you could That's walk the up the tree. most boring thing in the entire what? park. What? You get married up at the top of the tree? Um. Oh, man. I would get married right... You know, you got... If, if it's anywhere... Jungle you, Cruise? No. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're making a Jungle Cruise movie. Great. They're, Thank and God. they're rebooting the whole Jungle Cruise. I, they're it's making like it It's like one different. of my favorite rides. and It gets no shine. They're changing it. They're not... They're what? making it different. Yeah. The Jungle Cruise is fantastic because what you do is you just get on this little boat... And then uh, the whole thing is um, the guy who's like, uh, or a man tour or guide. woman, the tour yeah. guide, uh, has like a shotgun and like just says like shitty jokes and puns through the entire yeah. thing. Um, you know, um, hey, uh, you know, like a monkey goes by and then he's like, wow, that guy's going eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, okay. Uh, and that's like that for like 40 minutes when you're on this Jungle Cruise. The but worst jokes. There's some like headhunters that are trying to there's get There's some ya. racist ass shit going on on this oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that's Don't true. Worry it about does it. need to be revamped. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I think um, honestly where I would get married, and this is where we differ because, and this is our aesthetics differ here. I would get married in the Haunted Mansion, like somewhere around Excuse the Haunted me? Mansion. Excuse yes. Me? I like creepy, like. On our wedding? Aesthetic stuff, yeah. yeah. Where in the Haunted Mansion would we get married? I don't know. Oh, I'm sure, like, th- there's a room that would be, like, would be cool that looks like an old book, like an old uh, library or something in there. Like, when you when you first go in or something. Would you have the, the ghouls dancing around? Oh, dude, we'd be doing that all night long, dancing with those uh, holographic ghouls. My but, problem with the Haunted Mansion is it just smells old. And that's what I love about it. <laughs> I need some mold. All senses. Um, well, the uh, one of the other couples got married where you would think a couple would get married, which is in front of Cinderella's castle right, in that, Disneyland. That's classic, but I feel like if you're going to... I don't think anybody gets that. You know what I mean? I don't How think... How did they get it? Yeah, I, I don't know, but I you, you probably have to... Because, sh- first of all, when is this happening? Like, do they have to shut the park down? Yeah, because this was at night and the park was clearly shut down. Because this was in front right. of Disneyland's... This is in front of Cinderella's Castle in Disneyland. I was I was Land thinking, or world? It was land. Land. Okay. This couple got married in Disneyland, and I was like, I wonder if it's easier to get married in front of the castle in Disneyland than Disney World. Just because Disneyland is less of a... Well, Disneyland was the first. It's the first, yeah, but, but it it's not the best. as it much of an yeah. experience. W- world is crazy. Yeah. Land is, land is great, but land is surrounded by Anaheim. So you're just like in a city, and then all of a sudden you're in Disneyland. Disney World, you have to like get on a shuttle, drive through these crazy ass swamps, and then you're like in another Disney, dimension. Disney World. That's what I said. Disney World. I think you said land. I said then. land the first time. So Then I moved on to World. So, um... Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it seems like it would be kind of a, quite a spectacle to get married there, but uh, what what we didn't like was the fact that it was just basically an infomercial for, for people to get married at Disney. Yeah, it would be like, Disney can makes, we make all sorts of wedding dresses, and then here are, here are all the princess wedding dresses, yeah, yeah. this is the Ariel, this is the blah blah What did you think about our bachelor uh, couple that... Um, that were hosting the thing. They should not host anything. They were so bad and clearly not watching the clips because it would come back to them and they'd be like, wow, that was really heartwarming. I couldn't say it better. Let's watch the next clip of these two couples at sea. Yeah. It's like they're not, they're just reading cue cards. They were stiff. Their back and forth banter was bad. There was one moment that was like, literally gave me like such horrible douche chills. Um, that I paused it and tried to rewind it for Nick because he was making some shit on his phone and he couldn't, I wasn't able to recapture this moment, but he, Ben says to Lauren, he's like, um, you know, I'm going to, okay, you say it to me. You say, um, no, no matter what our wedding day is, it will be the best day of my life. 
No matter what our wedding day is, it'll be the best day of our life. <laughs> she like, giggled, <laughs> like she like laughed and then paused and then laughed some more. She went, <laughs> <laughs> it it was so disturbing. And then that's when I started googling them because I was like, what? The, who are these people? What is their deal? And learned that they like broke up. Oh, I thought you were gonna find out that they were animatronics. No, they should have. They felt like animatronics. Oh yeah, I'd get a, I'd get married. Um. Right in the uh, uh, Hall of Presidents. Uh, that's where you would get yeah. married? Remember when I made us go? I'm not going to marry you. <laughs> remember when I made us go to the Hall of Presidents when we were there? Y- you didn't make us go. I'm also into it. You did insist on it. Yeah, because it was hot. And I was like, let's go in the Hall of Presidents. I remember, I, I feel like every time I've gone to Disney World, which when I went with you was my third time, I feel like I've always gone to the Hall of Presidents. And I remember when we were in the Hall of Presidents, I walked out of that Hall of Presidents feeling positive that Trump would not win. Just because, because this is before, this is pre-Trump. This is right before the election. This is like a month before the election. We went in 2016. And I walked out being like, oh, he can't win. Because there's no way that an animatronics of Trump would work in the Hall of Presidents. Like, I couldn't visualize it in my mind's eye. And so, therefore, and I could envision Hillary. And so, I was like, well, then that just seals the deal. Well, they they said that about Zachary Taylor. And he's in there. Mm, Is that what they said about Zachary Taylor? Yeah. Uh, You know, some people... People forget Zachary Taylor was one of our presidents, but he was. He was. Oh, man. I wish that the Hollywood, um, what was the Hollywood ride called? I don't know. The one that is, was in Disney Studios, the Hollywood through the years. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. The old MGM. Um, oh, yeah. That's gone now. I would um, marry you there. The great movie ride. The yes. great movie the ride. The great movie ride would be great. I'd like oh, to get God. married in the alien uh, room. The great movie ride. If all of if our party was on the bus, I get captured, right? I'm the bride. Yeah, I get that captured. Would be fun. You're the you're the tour guide. You save me at the top of the Indiana Jones part. Um, and that's where we get married, right at the top of the the um, temple, or at the top of Tower of Terror. And then when I say I, I do, we fall. Top of the temple? You mean when 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 he opens up the thing and the guys and the Nazis' faces melt? Isn't that in the Hollywood? He opens up the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. That's uh, how we get the, our tour guide back. They fight at the top of the yeah, temple. Yeah, 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 of course. What about if we got married on the Tower of Terror and we said I do and then it drops? That would be a good that would be a good <laughs> metaphor. Um, uh, so yeah, we watched that. Now, immediately following this epic long infomercial, I was like, all right, Ash, you want to start and watch the first episode of this thing? The real first one? And she was like, no. I was done. I was done because I'm okay with Disney trying to sell me Disney as long as it's taking me on a magical journey. Okay. I feel like that is a contract that I have signed with Disney. I will, I will buy into being a consumer in your theme park as long as you are taking me on a mystical tour of the mind and this infomercial did not do that. This special quote unquote um, was leaving me feeling kind of sad. The couples I wasn't that crazy about. I was confused about a couple of the couples. Some of the couples were like, there was like the first couples were like teenagers. Then there was like another couple where her, the bride's father had passed away. And so she kept crying about her dead dad. Then there was another couple that was getting engaged and like, it was supposed to be a surprise engagement in the animal kingdom. And it was just like, Every twist and turn, I I didn't feel like it was necessarily produced that well. And, you know, I like high quality reality television. And this was not a story. I wasn't interested in these stories. And I didn't really feel like I was at Disney. I don't know. I just, it kind of bummed me out. So then we were like, fuck it. Let's just watch catch up on Are You the One? 
So that's what we did. But how did you feel? Did did you want to watch? You you were like, let's watch the next. I'm yeah. interested in this in the actual series because the series is different. I think I think they follow maybe one or two throughout an entire series, and I'll, I'm interested in that. I'll watch the first episode of the series. Okay. Well, we'll report back. We'll let you know how it goes. What did uh, you think of the infomercial as a whole? Did it make you miss mm, Disney? Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, it did sort of. I, I liked it for like half of it, and then I that's when I was like, how long is this thing? And then I I paused it and I realized I'm like. An hour and six minutes without commercials. This is a ninety-minute yeah. special that they had on Freeform. That's insane. So um, we were dragging our heels on Are You the One because they dropped two episodes this week for some reason. Yeah. Some scheduling issue probably uh, that MTV had. And honestly, you don't need two episodes of this show. You really in don't. A row. I mean, the only other show that you don't need two episodes for in a row is Floribama. Although I can, I keep watching it. Yeah, and I will watch the episode that premieres tonight. Um, Floribama is the most depressing show in the world. We talked about that last week. Uh, are you the one though? Okay, so uh, I think we're midway through. We are. Um, the we're thing. at the five week mark. What are you feeling right now, as far as midway through season seven? This is the worst cast I've ever watched, and I haven't watched all Are You the Ones, but I've watched enough to know that this is the worst cast. That this new fate button has really ruined things, um, and I'm not. Well, we know how you feel about the fate button. You kind of rail on that all the time, but I yeah. want to know how you feel about the characters so far. The the matchups are. There, is there anybody who right now you think are a perfect match? That's already coupled up in the house? Yeah, somebody that's in the house that hasn't been deemed a perfect match. There's only been one couple deemed a perfect match. Yeah. Is there another couple that you think is definitely a perfect match? I could see um, Tomas and Callie being a perfect match. Oh, by the way, how dare MTV sell that guy out so hard on not being able to get it up? Oh, man. That second episode really just ended with a, 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 a really depressing spoon. Yeah, it was a guy they showed clips of the boom boom room of poor Tomas not being able to get a boner and being just a lot of uh, closed caption of uh, this never happened before I don't know what's going on he just had whiskey dick MTV you really threw him under the bus on that one yeah that's tough man and honestly hadn't seen this guy in six episodes I don't even like, know who he is <laughs> like it, it, they, he shows up to not to not get a boner that's yeah. basically what happened with this guy so yeah, I, do you think that they're that a was, match? That was the story arc of that second episode. And then the Asia Nutsa um, fight, which also was just kind of like bizarre. I think that they could be a match, Callie and Tomas. I think that Nutsa and Brett could be a match. Um, and Why? I, I feel like, I don't know, just because they're like cute she and they're likes fun. Him? Yeah, it, I guess. It's like, what 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 is the criteria of being a match here? The only people I think are a match are Lewis and Samantha. Um, just because she's like, you're definitely not my match. I would never go for someone like as fucking immature as you. But yet they are always hanging out and making each other laugh. Yeah. So Lewis and Samantha, I could see being a match. Lewis is probably my favorite person on the show. Um, just because he's like, seems to be just the most non, um, like, corny like everybody is corny as fuck on this show well lewis has a sense of humor about himself lewis has a sense of humor about himself i never need to see bria again i never need to see um uh quasi 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 is fronting ladies and gentlemen he is trying to make himself seem like a different person than he actually is isn't that opinion. what bria's doing too um bria i kind of feel like has maybe some more medical ish mental health issues mm -hmm. that maybe like the insecurity runs so hard that it has put her in a um 
She's just doing things like where she is looking at the who's the one that Zach is now Morgan. She has twice now that we have seen. So who knows how many times it's happened in the house, been in Morgan's face and been like, you are not as bad of a bitch as me. There's nothing you can do in this house or in the world that will ever compare to me. She's just like it's like some sort of bizarre internalized misogyny where she's just like attacking this like pretty little girl where she's like, you are not as good as me ever. I know there's never been more a more apparent case of projecting ever. It's yeah. just like, boy, you're really so insecure. You're just saying all of your insecurities to this one person. It's really so, upsetting. Uh, Quasi, who was pretty quiet, you know, with his edit throughout most of this stuff in the past two episodes, has, has become sort of this machismo gentleman. Oh, I hate who's it. Like, uh, you know, he um, calls himself the beast. The beast, and he's talking about himself in third person, and um. God, I hate his matchup look. He's yeah. problematic as fuck. He'll be like, the beast gets what the beast wants. If I want her, I'm taking her. Yeah. And it's like, are you talking about rape, dog? What and, are you doing? And then somebody is in his face. Uh, one of the ladies was in his face after a matchup, and he was like, she pointed at him, and uh, he was like, uh, it's very disrespectful to point at a man. Like, you don't do that to a man. You don't point, you put your finger in his face. Like, what? A man? What are, yeah. you, what are you talking about here? So it was, it was, it was strange, and I hated his... Um, his matchup look in the last episode where he had a shirt on and one shoulder off. He's Oof. doing, he's doing, you know, I mean that. He's also done a couple of truth booths. I know that's not what it's called, but confessionals when he goes into the little confessional room with a fanny pack around his neck. Where it's yeah, like, he's that's- not wearing a shirt. I, I kind of feel like the fanny pack, at least he can carry around his stuff. The one shoulder off uh, to me is just like a Playboy Cardi move. Like he's just mimicking, you know. He's a try hard. He's trying too hard. He's fronting. He's, he's a he's try not being hard. himself. And the other two people that um, I could never see again are the two blonde people. I don't know their names. Oh my God, I forgot, about, <laughs> I forgot that that one person was on there. I like that this Who's this the last, second blonde person? There's the blonde girl who fell yeah. off the horse and then yeah. there's the blonde guy who um he's just like i'm a nice guy yeah uh, he's yeah, just yeah. like i'm a nice i'm this and then i like that they like found each other last season where they're like you could possibly be my match and it's like of course you guys last are each episode, other's matches you're both blondes yeah she's like i don't know i could be your match if you like blondes he's like my mom's a blonde it's like okay yeah. i never need to see those two again there's a lot of duds on this season yeah, this is a big duds episode I, the problem season. with this season is that the people who are getting the most interview time are pretty much the biggest duds like i'm not interested in anything that any of anyone has to say except for lewis lewis is carrying this whole show i'm excited to see that next episode uh asia is going to cr- confront lewis because we want we do want to see what's going on here yeah and asia i feel bad for asia she's seems to be so misguided in her anger like her anger about um the no match of Bria and Zach yeah where she immediately got Newt's face and started fighting for like no reason at least from what I can tell I mean learning stuff from you know the challenge last week when you know if, like, we, who knows if we were on are you the on. one you know who knows Asia could have been on Twitter being like you don't understand like Nutsa got in my face five seconds before and threw a piece of candy at me and then we started fighting and they didn't show it like you know what I mean but what it seems unprovoked, and it just seems like somebody who is pretty upset with their status in the house, yeah. Asia, yeah, and is lashing out on somebody that she knows she can lash out on, yeah, because and Nutz is just a tiny little thing. Nutz is tiny and also not in her friend group, you right. know, part of a, an opposing friend group, if you will. And Asia just isn't really connecting with anybody in the house, and she's turning into somebody that just seems like. 
bitter. She seems bitter. She might be connecting with Mo. Maybe there was like a She's moment. She's connecting with Mo, but like it doesn't seem like we all know about Mo. Like Mo's not making any moves on anybody, and Mo's yeah. like seems to be a friend zone guy. Mo lo- has lost me. I feel like at the beginning of this show, I was all like, "Let's see more of Mo." And now when we see more of Mo, he's just kind of boring. Once and I'm again, like, he's boring. I'm yeah. like, oh, I get why we're not seeing that much of Mo. Yeah. So she had a. Uh, a storyline. Asia has a storyline with um who's the guy that uh Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. Um where they were hitting it off. They were in like a friend friend thing with uh Kenya? Yeah. So Asia, Kenya, and Bria are like a tight little group. Right. And then I would say a, a subdivision of that group, Kenya and Asia and Lewis are like a tight little group. And they have um they're just a, a little there's a lot of bonds going on there. And then uh, Asia has made it very clear that she likes Lewis, and then uh, has she? I think she had made I don't it know. clear. She just basically what happened was Lewis uh, got a BJ uh, in the boom boom room from Kenya. Yeah, they didn't tell Asia. Right, Asia found out and she flipped out. And at this point, it was the first time you're seeing Asia go like, "Oh no, like why didn't she?" And he, she's saying like, "We're friends. Why wouldn't you tell me? Like you're right. talking to me, Lewis. Why wouldn't you tell me about this? Why are you hiding it?" But as far as we're concern- concerned, the viewer, yeah, the the jury, yeah, um, I have not seen any evidence of Asia and Lewis like really being close in that way, other 100%, than a friend thing, a hundred percent. So, but I'd also like to say that Asia f- like did not freak out. You said that she freaked out. She she cried. She cried. She did not get up in Kenya's face like she no, got up. No, but she and went and told everybody face. in the house immediately. That's kind of like a freak out. Okay, like, but I just feel like her them. reaction to Nutsa versus her reaction to Kenya is shockingly different. No, it was different. It was different. But no, she freaked. I'm counting crying as freaking out okay. over an incident. Fair. I'm not saying that's like an aggro thing. No, she like lost her emotions. Yeah. And then so, but and I'm saying, where was that energy when your friend was hooking up with the person you thought your match was? Where was that energy you were putting on Nutsa when your friend was giving? Because your- she's her friend. Why you're not going to scream? She wasn't. There wasn't any like, hey, you're doing this to me. Like trying to talk it out stuff with Nutsa. It was like, I'm pissed off right now about three different things. Who can I pick on you? And then it was just like, oh, you think you're going to talk about me? Fuck you. Like come come at me type shit. Yeah. Nutsa's like, I'm literally sitting on a couch. Like so, it was there was anger yeah. going on against Nutsa with the you know with the other freak out that she had was emotional about how her friends were keeping something from her. And I guess she has something with Lewis. Next episode, I guess we're going to see her actually confront Lewis. Lewis needs to tell Asia he's not into Asia. He's clearly not into he's Asia. He's not into Asia. He it's okay, Lewis. Her. It's fine. Just tell her. Yeah. <laughs> That's our message on Who today's... could Asia's matchup be? Mo. It's clearly Mo. I, I think Mo is just the, another person that's not really making connections with people in the house and they found each other. Mm, really think about it. I'm going to really think about it. Um, today I learned, or this weekend, no, really think about it. This weekend I learned that, um, in Renaissance art, uh, oftentimes the men have tiny little penises. And the reason why that is, is because during that time they associated small penises with high intellect. So in order to communicate that you're the person you're painting or making a statue out of is very smart was to give them a tiny little penis. Guys, that's the show. So thank you for listening. <laughs> um, if you want to find us on Twitter, uh, add us at Reality Blows Pod. You can find Ashley at Twitter on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. You can find me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. Um, and if you'd like to email us any questions, comments, concerns, anything at all, 
um, you can find us uh, realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. Please, uh, if you can find it in your heart, go onto the Apple Podcasts app and uh, rate us five stars and say a little nice, say a little something nice about us in the review. Uh, it really will help us in many ways. It'll get us uh, more looks on the podcast. Plus, it always is nice to have reassurance that we're not just talking into the void. So if you could do that, please do. Um, you can uh, find our podcast uh, pretty much anywhere podcasts are fi- found. If you haven't subscribed to this yet, please subscribe. Uh, we had a great time speaking to you all about our lives, and we hope you enjoy yours. This is our new sign-off. Good night. Good night, or good day. Good day. Good day. Good day.